You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 346. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. So I won't ask how your day is going because I know it sucks. It does. Next level. Yeah. Next level sucks. So, but, uh, so if we sound cranky, that's why, but we will try not to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so I guess let's just jump right into stuff. Just a reminder that the book club is coming up here real soon. And uh, this week's this month's book is because you can't read a book a week. What are you, Crystal? <laughs> Just an update on how that how, oh, our, no. how our book race ended. <laughs> like our book race. I was at 40. It wasn't a race. I was at four. Well, not for you. Because <laughs> you know we won were, it. I didn't know we were racing. Well, I don't want to tell you we were racing because then you would you, you're so competitive. You'd have just called in sick to work and read all day and been like, I'm done. <laughs> so I was trying to keep the playing field level. And so oh. I was at 40% when you started and you finished it two days before I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's that's how that played out. I'm so sorry. That's why I don't do the book club because that, like I said before, <laughs> that's the only book I would ever read. I would only ever read book club books. Well, in all fairness, that was a really long book, and and I didn't even say you were reading Ross Rayburn's book. I wasn't going to bring that on up. the side. Like you were like you you were like reading with one eye tied behind your back. I'm, I shouldn't say that. We might have a one eyed listener, and that wasn't. San we weren't trying to make fun. Sandy Duncan will be very upset with me. But you were like, even you had a handicap. You were reading another book in addition to the book. I was only reading the one book and you still beat me. Well, you did have that really one one long day at work that I got quite a bit of reading. In. Uh, and there was the night that I was awake for like three hours in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, you know, just saying 
you you beat me so anyway the book <laughs> for the book club that i will not be reading <laughs> not no reflection on the book itself <sighs> is uh ross rayburn's turning inward and uh but Ross will be joining us. So yeah, I'm really excited. How fun is that? Uh, spoiler He's... alert: very fun. That's the correct answer. <laughs> so, um, if you want, if you haven't participated in a book club yet, what what better initiation than to come and hang out with us and Ross? And uh, you can get all that over at our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TheClipOut. And this is where you're like, I don't want to pay money to do that. And then I'm like, oh, but the book club is all at the free level. So yeah. you don't actually have to give us money to participate in the book club. You'll have to give Ross money, I suppose, unless you get it from That's the library. True. I don't think it's at, well, it's not at our library. I shouldn't say it's in gotcha. any library, but yeah. it wasn't at our library. But, um, but yeah, so, but you, you can, you can get all this information over at our Patreon for free. You don't have to, to sign up for anything. So, yeah. uh, so it's all over there. We would love to have you on the 13th. So we would. You do need to register for this one. Yes, because uh, we, we have a hard limit of 100 people. So we're just yeah, trying to make sure that's that a Zoom limit, not a Ross. Limit. Not us. No, yeah. Ross would never. No, no, I just don't want people thinking. That, that no, they, I'm glad yeah. you clarified. Yeah, that, that's just that we think that's when we'll, what Zoom max is out. at. Yeah, so we, it is. We don't want to, um, you know. We want people who want to be there to be yeah, there. That's for sure. All. So. Uh, so anyway, next item up for bid. Bingo. Yeah. Oh, whoops. I forgot to be ready. I'm so oh, sorry. See? I know. You it's, should marry a project manager. That's what I did. That's smart of you. Yeah. I wish I had done that. You wish that. you had married a project no, manager? No, I Is wish that, that I, I, need hmm. a, I need a wife. The truth comes out. <laughs> People are like, oh, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. Well... We're going to be the Rachel Hollis and who, whatever her husband's name was. Yeah. I don't remember his name. He I passed either. away. That was so weird. He did just he? like, yeah, he did. They got divorced and then he passed away because he was in a relationship with that other chick from the other fitness thing because those two were together. Yeah. And then it Heidi. Was a whole thing. Like Heidi Powell. Yeah. She was with, he was with Heidi Powell yeah. and then he passed away suddenly. It was yeah. really like surprising. Yeah. You know, and I just opened up the wrong thing. So let's see if I can get it right. This time. Okay. Okay. I'm here finally. Uh, instructor bingo number one, Ben Aldis. Can you believe this is week five, by the way? I can't believe it. <laughs> I sense sarcasm. <laughs> I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Oh, at least you're not appalled. No, I'm not appalled. Okay. Ben well, Aldis was very nice to us. Oh, he is. Yeah. Ben's nice. So, um, uh, what else, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? What a great question. Let me go find the answer. So, first off, uh, we will have the earnings call recap. Now, as oh, of yeah. this recording, the earnings call has not happened. Right. So, you will hear us discuss the earnings call immediately following this but we haven't done that yet it's the magic of podcastitude <laughs> and uh so i know that's one of the things on the list it is and we also have an interview with billy lenore and billy has been on the show before but this time uh he's 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 had a a massive amount of weight loss and he is sharing with us his journey and so it's it's going to be an a conversation that is incredibly fascinating. Mm -hmm. We also have a bunch of news that came in from Peloton. We're going to be talking about Lane Break. We're going to be talking about Black History Month. We're going to be talking about PSNY getting a complete redesign. Uh, we also have a lawsuit update. We have 
instructor in the news. We have a celebrity sighting, an artist series mention, uh, competitor news. We have another bingo mention later. So make sure you're paying attention and a bunch of content that we are going to talk through as well. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple podcast, YouTube, Spotify, tune in, iHeart, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you are there. Be sure and follow us. So you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. Super helpful. Greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page. Join the group. It's a great way to stay up to date on things throughout the week. You can also uh, watch these episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip out. And then, of course, sign up for our newsletter over at our website, theclipout.com. Get all the links and stuff sent to you. And then finally, uh, if you just can't get enough of us, we have a Patreon uh, over at patreon.com slash the clip out where for a paltry five dollars a month, you get these episodes ad free. If we get them early, you get them early and and you get bonus content every week. We have a just all the stuff that we just didn't have time to fit in this episode. The overflow. We talk about that stuff over in the bonus episode. This they're normally 20, 30 minutes of extra content for you. So yeah. if you just can't get enough of us or get enough of Peloton, uh, it's over there. So there you go. So uh, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Peloton stock ticker. So we just got done listening to the earnings call. And by we, of course, I mean, Crystal, while I uh, napped (laughs) in my chair. Those things. I'm glad you are intrigued and pay attention. And I hear I I drift off to dreamland to the clickety clack of you taking notes. I'm just like, (laughs) this is dry. And then it is dry. And then you turn it into things that are actually like, no, here's what it means. I will translate this from. Stock talk into people. And so I just I'm so freaking excited right now because uh, Barry just talked about I'm sure by the time people hear this, it'll be everywhere, including our own article. But but like. The Tread Plus, he talked about, very. he said he was very excited about the content coming, um, that the New York City Marathon, they did the entire course, they filmed the entire course in 3D, and they captured the metadata, so when they release this content coming this spring or this summer, uh, it is going to, you're going to have the ability to actually be on the course and on your Tread and Tread Plus, it is going to automatically change to the same like level elevation level that it is on the actual course. That's pretty cool. Now I'm so excited. The New York City Marathon, (laughs) I got to think, compared to other marathons is probably relatively flat, right? No, it's actually known to be very hilly. Really? I would have thought because it's all like paved streets that yeah, it wouldn't and, have been that bad and there is a lot of that of course but um there are sections like for instance the bridges are always like something that people talk about there are hills that people speak of gotcha. and i think it's also known that it's for being hilly because there are hills at the end of the course i am not intimately familiar with how it all works right. i just know what people have told me but um <laughs> I'm I'm excited to learn all about it. Uh, and well, well, the I, I hills end, will no longer be hidden. 
<laughs> Thanks to the Trid Plus. And, and, and he said he hopes to expand this to other marathons as well. I mean, you got to assume that's what they're doing. Like, you know, you don't do all that for one thing. So you got they have that partnership with the New York for sure. runners. So I think that also implies we can see it. We can foresee the potential for additional partnerships in the future. I would think also that it opens up the idea of what a scenic run could be like yeah you know like all of a sudden like we do a scenic run around the rim of the grand canyon oh, or that would be so cool you know yeah things that of that neat. nature well it, it's also it's interesting that you say that because he talked somebody asked the question about like how is the engagement mix changing like what does that look like and he talked about the fact that they saw a significant amount of of people engaging with the platform when they added entertainment like YouTube and mm-hmm. NBA League Pass. Those are the two that he specifically mentioned. And he said also very substantial, especially on the tread, which I find interesting because there's so far less treads out there than there are bikes. But I think that makes total sense because treadmill users are used to getting on a treadmill and watching a TV like that's a that's a very I mean, you've said that for years that's a very common usage of the tread because I think that's always something they've struggled with in terms of getting people to buy treads that aren't already Peloton members because people feel like I don't need someone to tell me how to run I'm not saying that that's true no I get but, it but I think that's the perception um, especially for lifelong runners if they're like hey, I've been running for 20 years like I, what, I, do you, what are you really I know how to put me? one foot in front of the other yeah. I've heard the heat miser song right and so but uh, so and if it's all of a sudden like hey there are classes here if you want them and maybe you already have a bike so you're already paying a membership and now you know you don't have to look off in the corner to watch the basketball game or stranger things it's just boom right in front of you like that's that's going to have appeal. And I, I could see there's probably a lot of homes where I, and I'm painting with a broad brush where the wife <laughs> likes to do spin and the man wants the treadmill. And so now it's like, oh, well, if we already have a Peloton bike with a membership and we're paying for it anyway and it's time for a new treadmill, well, I might as well just get a Peloton treadmill. And then if she wants to take some of these classes, she she can. We already paid for it. And I have this other content that's right in front of my face. And I don't need this hang this TV on the wall anymore. Right. Like so. Yeah, I, there's so much I want to say. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep it yeah. all in my head while you <laughs> go on and on. But uh, <laughs> you say you want me to tell you this stuff. But okay. then. OK, so he also talked about, though, how that content is changing. But they are they they still have a lot to do that will bring people in. He talked about that personalization that they've made impacts there they've made head when or they've made headway right. there but they still have a lot more that they want to do and uh that as they do that he expects that ai is going to have a huge impact on that he i mean he he really leaned into that sentence so i do find that interesting yeah i i think everything that you just said was true but i also think it's interesting that he talked about the fact that how many people wanted tread pluses was like a lot higher than they expected. Interesting. Also, he was surprised that it has ignited interest in the tread as well. They were really surprised by that. And so the interesting thing is there that like we still have all that existing inventory on the tread plus. Mm -hmm. Right. But they expect that over time that's going to switch over and they're concerned they're not going to be able to meet the demand long term. 
Like that's a concern. Right. I found that interesting as well. I guess with the reintroduction of the Tread Plus, it makes the Tread look like a much greater value proposition. Yeah. And on that note, as far as the value proposition, he he mentioned a couple of times how Peloton is expected, especially starting this year. Uh, he, he mentioned this in conjunction with that content coming out for the marathon, that they are going to be leaning into sports performance, high performance athletes. Like he mentioned that a couple of times. And I, for one, am so excited about that because something that I have long said that Peloton needs to do is programming like help people get to the next level it's great that you offer these billions of classes they're amazing classes but like help people figure out how do we take it to the next level so i'm hopeful that's what he's talking about i don't know that's what he's talking about (laughs) he also um on that note said that that for the last two years they've been busy saving themselves uh and so they really haven't worked on innovation and that They have a lot of things that are in the works right now that are going to be innovation. And now he he was super vague, but Barry doesn't really get excited. And Barry was excited. Like (laughs) I I was excited about his excitement. Like his voice remained neutral. His Barry robot voice. (laughs) But I could hear the like he kept saying it. Um, So I don't know exactly. Obviously, none of us knows what that means, but I my brain gets really excited thinking about the potential for that because he talked about product innovation specifically because he mentioned the row. He mm-hmm. mentioned Tread Plus and he was like, the row is really the last big product innovation that we came out with. And he was like, and it's pretty much just been sold to existing users. Right. Like it hasn't been sold that much to people outside of the Peloton universe, which is not shocking. No. And we always kind of we're like, there's not a huge clamoring for rowers right you know right it's always been a pretty niche segment it has so other things that were exciting to me is that last last time we had a quarterly call we talked about the fact that lululemon was expecting in this in the second quarter to have 10 million dollars coming in Mm -hmm. because of that studio partnership well that actually performed slightly better than they thought and 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 that was only two months this next time, we're going to have three months. So and, that's exciting. And that was largely due to um, your purchases, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is the studio content. Oh, so this is I content. thought this was content. Uh, <laughs> this was just legging sales. No, no. I don't. I actually haven't bought that much Lulu. I don't think I've bought any Lulu since they redid their. I don't think I've done any of that. I don't think I've bought anything, Lulu. Then he also talked about TikTok, which I was curious to hear about. They don't really see it in the same way, like as a partnership, like they do with Lululemon. They see it as a marketing partnership. That makes sense. It does. But it's also going to be interesting because like with Lululemon, there's very tangible dollars associated with that. Right. Right. And when you switch over to TikTok, it's not. It's all about that. Is it bringing in new people or is it not bringing in new people? So their very first live class that they did brought in 130,000 views. And, and uh, you know, Barry was like, I mean, is that good? Yeah. Could we do a lot better? Uh, yeah. Right. Like, like that's not really that many views on TikTok. For sure. Um, and so he talked about it's also really important because they're bringing in a new demo. You and I have talked about this before. They are going to be leaning into that. He also mentioned and I think this is super important to make sure people know. So anyone listening out there, spread the word because, you know, we're going to be hearing about this. The big thing that came out on TikTok yesterday was that they they had to change all of their music rights. And so Peloton, not impacted 
at all. They are fully licensed with all partners. So the music that is used for Peloton, not affected on TikTok. I think that's a very big deal. Um, for sure. I guess the music that's getting is affected is like on TikTok when you can select a song that's baked into the app itself. But because Peloton has their own licensing agreement because they're an 800 pound gorilla, like they, yeah, they're yeah. like, not our problem. Exactly. Yeah. Going back to the product innovation, Barry actually said that over the next two years, there's going to be significant product innovation that he feels has a real shot in substantially changing the growth trajectory of Peloton. That is a bold statement. That is a bold statement. In the immortal words of Vincent Vega as a bold statement. <laughs> that is true tom yes. that is true that's a five dollar milkshake <laughs> well they must have been in uh saint martin um <laughs> actually it wasn't saint martin that happened in, but anyway yeah. uh so then um barry also talked about that w just overall hardware sales have been down like below what they expected um and some of this he attributed to the seat recall that happened last year it was on the version one bike. Uh, I thought it was an interesting note that he made that even since then, the the love of that bike has not like rebounded. Like he he was like that that has continued to be soft. Now the bike plus growth very different treadmill, lots of growth. So all of that is is great news. I wonder if that's indicative of the fact that the economy is starting to rebound. Right that that people aren't as price motivated so they're looking at bike versus bike plus and they're like you know if i'm going to go down this road for the extra 800 bucks or i don't even know what the differential is anymore i don't know it changes but so like, often but like i you know i might as well go ahead and just get the bike get the nicer one and be done where you know 18 months ago when inflation was at 10 percent and you know and unemployment was a lot higher and everything felt a lot wonkier you know, if you are going to pull the trigger, you're going to be like, let's just get the ch cheaper one. Let's, you know. Well, and and to that point, you know, another thing that he also said was rentals of bikes way up. That continues to be a huge growth driver. And in it, like fitness as a service continues to to drive as well. The bike rental I also thought was interesting because they, they recently made it that you could buy out your own bike mm -hmm. without having to get a customer service representative involved. That's they can do it. You can do it all on the app now. Gotcha. That's interesting because the people who bought out their bike was up eleven percent this this quarter. I thought that was fascinating too. Yeah. That's a that's a big deal. Oh, I wanted to go back to partnerships. This was in the letter. He did not talk about it on the call. Nobody asked about it, which I was surprised at. But the the Michigan partnership apparently was like a big dud. They said that they did not get the amount of sales from people who love Michigan the way they thought they would, and so they are not going to be uh, partnering partnering with any other schools and going down that road. Road. like over done interesting not happening yeah yeah i guess it's like it's probably a situation where if you already have a peloton bike you're not there are a lot of people that have said that yeah, yeah that you're not gonna scrap the bike to get a branded one and so you're really just targeting people who love michigan and also haven't bought a bike yet and so that's probably a pretty narrow sliver and I also wonder if it would work better with a brand that was larger, right? So like, you know, the number of Michigan alumni that are looking for Pelotons is probably pretty small nationwide, right? But what if you could buy, I don't know, like 
a Star Wars themed Peloton that looked like a stormtrooper or Darth Vader or, you know, or had a. Uh, they already uh, got Darth Vader. An, that's uh, the black one. Yeah. <laughs> or an R2D2 kind of brain looking. No, that's a great you know, point. Like, because now you, you're, you're going after a much larger fan base. Well, you know. With the way that they've been doing partnerships, I could totally see something like that or conversations being had or or they're trying to find the right combination. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah that like, would be cool. I don't think, you know, or even a, a, a major league sports team. I, yeah. I could see. Somebody, I always thought it was weird, but people love their freaking college sports. Like, do, I don't understand it. They do. They're passionate. But like, I don't know that the that it it's. It's wide but not deep right that's true you know and so i don't know if um, a a college team is ever going to have as large of a fan base as the new york yankees or the st louis cardinals so i don't want a cardinal spike i'll tell you that i mean but i think a lot of people would yeah but we we don't Mm -mm. but you know but we might look at an r2d2 one yeah that'd be fine (laughs) (laughs) i would be on board with that (laughs) like a little ewok bike or something that would be so cute it'd be so fuzzy (laughs) oh i love it (laughs) the fur would get all matted from the sweat (laughs) you're like oh gross smells like indoor in here (laughs) 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 so um let's see was there anything oh i also thought it was interesting talking about that tread plus um how people are excited about it cnn just voted that the tread plus is the best overall tread for 2024 that should help like that's a big deal that's a really big that's not one of these stupid little articles where they get a top 10 list that everybody paid for it right you know this is a lot bigger let's see he kind of vaguely talked about more geographical expansion but it was super vague uh this particular call was all about product innovation product innovation product innovation like that's what i kept hearing that was the big thing that stood out to me i'm excited about that we talked last week about how we saw a tune day in a picture and she had that barbell behind her and a bench behind her and it's popped up again logan logan was on there with the same pictures type of pictures uh bench barbell and robin made note in one of her classes that there was exciting content coming in the spring for those willing to put in the work like something big is coming so we got to think like originally with tune day that we were debating internally like is this maybe a nike photo shoot and i think seen logan with it and then confirms that it's not well and tune day also had peloton on her sports bra that, right. but that would not have been yeah. i just want to say for people who question that right um, say that again but yeah i agree logan doing that and i know that robin didn't necessarily have to be commenting on that but that kind of seems right up her alley like she likes to lift heavy like i've i mean i've seen her videos it's seen her abs right right like I mean, <laughs> you, you don't get abs like that by not right. lifting heavy and yeah. so i hope they're leaning into that that would be exciting um so uh he also talked about a vector for growth i love how his little buzzwords <laughs> uh gamification and corporate wellness so we can expect to see lots of growth with that as well as far as the communities that that he talked about growing there's like 55 percent of unaided brand awareness in the united states it's something like 37 in the uk and it's way smaller than that in other places so like he's he mentioned the latinx community also so i think we're going to see i'm not even saying this year or this next quarter but over time we're going to be seeing uh it continued expansion probably latinx communities 
Awesome. So is that everything? Do we hit all the highlights? I think so. I mean, if you want to read all the numbers, you know, go go look at the financials. I just don't get excited about that stuff. Overall, they did slightly better than they thought they would. There's good reasons for that. They're also redid all of their financials to say that Q4 is probably going to be down a little bit or I'm sorry, Q3 is going to be down a little bit. Q4 is now where they're going to hit their free cash flow break even point. They had hoped to do that this quarter. It's now going to be Q4. They went into all the reasons about that. At the end of the day, it's because the um, hardware sales were less than expected and there were there there were other things happening, but they they kind of made it sound like because they are going to be continuing to work on this product innovation, continuing to push the app, continuing to work on corporate wellness, there's going to be this kind of like flow forward on the other direction. And that's why they think that they're going to have a, a break even free cash flow or positive cash free cash flow by the end of Q4. Awesome. Well, it will be interesting to see what that does to the financial community's opinion when when it hits. Yeah, definitely. But right now, I'm just super excited about this course that's coming out. <laughs> like they can't get it out fast enough. I I mean, bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> Peloton in the news. Lane break is officially on Tread Plus. Woo! I've already taken like five classes. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. A lot of fun. So I've been kind of playing around with, I've taken a walking class. I've taken uh, the like, light, they call it like light. And then I did a moderate. And so it's walking, light, moderate. And then I think it goes ex- expert and advanced, maybe. And but, then, then the final level is okay, go. <laughs> it's, it's funny because um, walking... I don't know what top speed it goes to off the top of my head, but I think mm-hmm. it's like four and a half, maybe five. And then uh, they go up from there. So I think like light is like goes to 6.5 and then moderate's like 7.5. I might have all these numbers wrong. I'm just giving <laughs> you an idea. But the the point being that it's you do want to pick a good level for you because you have to be able to hit the correct speeds and right. you don't want to be like you know, fallen off the treadmill or something. But it is so much fun. I absolutely love it. I My favorite so far has been the Linkin Park um, classes. And it was like Linkin Park remixes. And it was only 20 minutes. But boy, Your what a workout. Your tread becomes a dirt dance floor. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. With the Linkin Park. And I wasn't dancing. So there's that. Well, but I was running really, really fast. Was for there me, dirt? For me. Mm. Um, and uh, um, it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I know people who have had a regular tread have had lane break for a while. So this is not new to them. But for those of you with tread pluses or that are getting ready to buy them or maybe they've been on order and you haven't gotten it yet. You have this to look forward to. And it is so much fun. Love it. Black History Month is upon us. I guess by the time you hear this, it will be Black History Month. It will. Yeah. And uh, Peloton is celebrating with a virtual community event. Yeah, it takes place on the 15th of February. February. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you can't tell, I've had some things happen today and I'm really trying to come back. Yes. from it. So she's had an epically sh- day. I have. And I I'm, will, I'm I, trying so hard I to will, make sense. I will vouch <laughs> for the epically shitty day that you've had. Yeah. Thank you, babe. But uh, anyway, so it's it's virtual, which is cool because that means that no matter where you are in the world, you can join in and you're going to. What get, if I was in Baltimore? You could listen. Okay. What if do, I was in Des Moines? You could listen. Okay. You do need to what register. What if I was on the moon? Also not possible. I don't think you're Elon Musk, but if you were somehow on the moon and you had that you only 
think I'm not Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you did, if you were on the moon and you had Wi-Fi, you probably could still join, to be honest. Okay. Regardless, register and join. These ladies, this is going to be Tunde, Just Sims, and Kirsten Ferguson, and they are going to be talking about, like, friendship and how to rely on each other and how, like, having people in on your squad, like, allows you to deal with the shit that life gives better. I mean, they said it a lot better than that in the marketing, sure, but, but I was just trying to make it real yeah. for you, you know? So I thought that was really fun. Absolutely. What if I was at Echelon headquarters? They have to have Peloton blocked there, right? I doubt it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> Unless would... Peloton had them blocked. <laughs> that would... If Peloton blocked themselves, they'd find a way to block Peloton. Yeah, that Other re- than that, no. That would require a focus and dedication that we wouldn't expect. From it would Echelon. require them to think ahead about yes. something. So while we're talking about Black History Month's virtual event, I thought it would be a good time to talk about uh, Black History Month classes that they got coming at you. Yeah. Now, this particular article is a very specific amount of classes. It's classes from the 23rd through the 29th of February, and it is invite only Ooh. live in studio classes. Look at that. So you had to be invited, and um, <laughs> obviously they couldn't invite everybody. Well, no. But uh, our, our it's not a virtual community event. Our clip out, our clip out helper being Nadja. She was like, <laughs> she said when she wrote this, and she has it in the very first paragraph that she she was not invited, and yes, she is salty about it. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, this will be a lot of fun because there's classes with uh, Katie and Dennis, and of course, there's classes that are also with Alex, Ali Love, and Tunde. Um, so. Uh, I don't really want to make a big deal about this, but I feel like it's my job to also mention Mm -hmm. that when I was perusing the schedule, there were not a lot of new Black History Month classes. There's a lot of encore going on. So I don't know if that means they're going to be sprinkling some things in that aren't on there yet. They have been known to do that. So I, I don't think we should jump to conclusions. But I will say I was I felt like there was not the the breadth of options this month that there has been there has been in the past so the retail area at the psny location is getting a revamp it is yeah and if you've been to the psny I location have. as a matter of fact Crystal. i meant the people listening oh sorry um <laughs> i know you have because i was there I sat there for like nine hours <laughs> it was only seven okay. <laughs> well i can you tell might, you where all the outlets are if you need to plug in a laptop you might remember that the retail area is pretty small like it's, it is. it's very tiny i can they, tell you which door cody rigsby comes in well they have completely redesigned it uh bex gentry posted just moments ago a video and uh, it takes up that entire top area now that makes sense i really felt like there was so much wasted space because it was like there was this little tiny area with like four t-shirts and then this big huge giant area with like some couches and stuff and i was just like this seems like an odd configuration. Yeah, yeah. So brand new shop. So the next time you pop into the PSNY, you have so many more opportunities to buy everything. Oh, yay. I know. Will I have fewer places to sit? Will I still be able to sit somewhere? I don't know. I couldn't really see that. Oh, no. So, yeah. I couldn't see the spot. But it was like a kind of like, woo, 
boop. You yeah. Know? So I didn't really pay attention to the. Honestly, my brain is so scrambled that it took me so long to figure out this was the top floor. Right. <laughs> like I couldn't even get that. Yeah. Is there still food right next to the place? Didn't that's, didn't see that either. That's the important thing. That's, but you know, if they only had it like on the what I would call the far wall. Yeah. Then if if it's like that whole half, there would still be plenty of room behind you for the food and the the seating area. So it's possible all of that is still there. I don't know. I didn't didn't really like absorb it as well as I should have. I Just apologize. Need there to be a food court. I know. But you didn't like it anyway, so I don't know why you do. That's true. Yeah. I feel like I was, that's kind of pointless. Well, because they didn't have everything. There was Pepsi. That was my complaint. I think it was there was no. Coke. Well, when we were in London, you also were very unhappy with the hot cocoa offering. Hot cocoa. Like, look, London, the, the French fry game. Yeah. That is on point. But the hot chocolate is garbage. But I think that was a Peloton thing. Well, the hot. OK. The other hot chocolate we had was pretty bad, too. Was but it? The Peloton hot chocolate was awful <laughs> like it was just brown water i have also heard people complain about the temperature of the smoothies there i have not had one in yeah. years like since they moved to the new studio the old studio i was fine with my yeah. smoothie but i haven't had a new one one from the new place gotcha i don't do smoothies because it's it might accidentally be healthy and it, I don't, it, it has fruit in it I don't and want, i'm not I, i'm not prepared to take that kind of risk i know but the hot chocolate was awful <laughs> like i was like did they outsource the hot chocolate to Echelon? That was really what I thought. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. So Peloton Originals are now available on equipment. Yeah. So uh, Susie Chan's, um, her documentary dropped this week. And of course, I watched it instantaneously. <laughs> I was um, over on the YouTube watching the premiere while I was like, uh, doing like 10 other things. So I didn't actually watch it, watch it, but like I heard it and absorbed a lot of it. Gotcha. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last mm -hmm. week, but now it's on the actual equipment. So if you go and you want to take a class on your treadmill, you want to take a class on your bike, bike plus, whatever, you're going to be able to actually watch this while you're taking a class. So it's pretty cool. But the other interesting thing is that some people are reporting they can't get to entertainment at all on their tablets hmm. so i think that there is a few things going on number one i think that don't forget that these super old bikes I was that was my first thought are they gen one tablets right and those are no longer being serviced and soon will be completely obsolete and you you have an opportunity to upgrade yes you do have to pay for it because that's that's how new technology works but there are also people that don't have the first generation bike that are saying they're having issues with it uh, so I'm not 100% clear on what's going on there. Some people are saying they have entertainment, but they're only seeing like, I don't know, Netflix. They're not seeing anything else, for example. Um, and then still other people, this seems to be unrelated, but related to the tablet. Some people are reporting to me that they will get on the tablet with a newer bike and all of a sudden the entire right bottom of the screen no longer is responsive when they try to click on it. And apparently the calls to Peloton have gone unanswered uh, as far as like, here's a resolution or we're rolling something out or here's how it goes. So they're telling people they need to buy a new tablet. And I was asked, do you have any advice? And and I would escalate. I would not accept that. Like that if multiple people are experiencing that with a tablet, then something else is happening. That makes sense. Yeah. I saw someone in the OPP today 
I thought this was kind of funny. They were complaining because on the keyboard on your screen on on a on a piece of equipment, yeah, right? Yeah. And you get the keyboard, we can type stuff in. Mm-hmm. The Y and the Z had switched places. That's insane. And so that was my first thought. And I was like, that's what? That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it turns out it's purposeful. What? And that the person had accidentally switched the keyboard to the German keyboard. Oh. And that the German keyboard inverse the Y and the Z. Well, that's fascinating for so many reasons. Yeah, so, so they uh, don't have QWERTY. They have QWERTY. Quir- well, I quirts, guess it would. QWERTY. Quartz. Quartz. Yeah, yeah, I guess they have a Quartz keyboard, not a QWERTY keyboard. And so <gasps> I guess the Y is there because we use Y a lot. So that's a high usage position. They use the Z more than the Y. Why? And so they flipped it. And so when the keyboard was originally designed, I don't know if you know this or not, but for typewriters, the keyboard is not designed to make you type as fast as possible. The keyboard is designed to make you type as fast as possible without jamming up all the little hammers. No, I did not know that. that. Because if you could, if you typed too fast on the old school manual typewriters, those keys would lock up. I do remember like that. If you ever had an old one, you can you play with it, you push all the keys at once and they'd get all locked up, right? And then as technology got better and it no longer mattered, it's just what everybody's used to and nobody wants to relearn to type because it sucked enough the first time. And so they've just left it alone. But it's actually not the most efficient way to have a keyboard operate. So it's just a leftover vestige of that, that in Germany, they flipped those two keys. So there you go. There's a little piece of useless trivia, but at least for once, my useless trivia was Peloton adjacent. It well, only it, took seven it years. It wasn't pop culture. Yeah. So that's fascinating. So there you go. I know other things sometimes. Um, well, I also want to mention about these uh, Peloton originals mm-hmm. that uh, I think we talked about this last week, but like all of Peloton's internal content that they have created is out there now on the on the tablet, on the equipment. But if you take the Badwater 135 mm-hmm. class, we're calling it a class, right. um, then you get a Badwater 135 badge. Ah. So I think that's pretty cool. They um, I, they will send you, uh, in honor of Badwater, some of their hot chocolate. Because <laughs> it, it's Badwater. That's, that's all it is. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that they would um, send you sand from the desert. <laughs> We were in two very different places. (laughs) Peloton in court. So you might recall a while back that uh, Peloton was embroiled in a lawsuit with some of the workers about overtime compensation or more specifically lack thereof. Yeah, and we do have an update. As of January 30th, Peloton workers had a $2.5 million wage settlement that was given the final go-ahead. So um, for those of you who are keeping track, keeping score of how I'm doing for what's going to come up on the earnings call, this was this is, this is sure to be one of those things. Yeah. I know by the time you hear me talking about this, you'll already know the answer to that, <laughs> but I don't at this moment. Yeah. So, But I would think that like in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of money for Peloton. Like it's not, I wouldn't think it could that... Could affect the bottom line. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. so I don't know. It depends on how where they put it. Accounting is funky. Yeah, I guess I just look at it as like, okay, well, that's subtle and behind them, and that like two point five million dollars in the grand scheme of things is not a lot of money for a company of this size. It's not, but when you say that about two million here, a little two million there, yeah. well, adds they, up. They can take it out of that money they got from selling the Ohio plant. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so but uh, well, I'm glad those people got their money. I am too. I am too. And hopefully, going forward, it will all be fixed. Yes. And did those people get their money or did the lawyers get their money? Well, I'm sure the lawyers got a good chunk of it. Don't you worry your pretty little head about them lawyers. And coming up after this, uh, we're going to have instructors in the news. We're going to tell you which instructor has taken to the stage to do some rocking out. So stick around. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Instructors in the news. Kristen McGee was caught doing a little rocking out. Yeah, so, uh, yes, she is your favorite yogi by day, but she is your favorite singer by night. Yeah, she she decided to get up on stage, and it was a one-night-only event, but she had some friends who were putting together this, this uh, like, a band, and they were like, oh, we need some vocals, and she was like, I'll 
do it and <laughs> uh and then she's been practicing and she she's like sung before but yeah. you know not like she's made a career out of it and so she decided to try it and she had a lot of fun and now she thinks she might be doing some more of that oh, look at that do yeah. we know what she sang she's seen songs we don't know. I don't know what she sang because I didn't like like see a set list or anything. Gotcha. But I do know that one of our helper bees had a friend who was in the actual club Ooh. watching and that Kristen was amazing. Oh, wow. So for what that's worth. I'm assuming it's rock music just based on the leather pants. I would agree. Yeah. She does wear black leather a lot, though. Or it's she did uh, all of the Sandy songs from... Greece. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with rock. Like, they got the lights behind them yeah. and everything. Like, it just has a edgy well, vibe. Well, all bands have lights or you couldn't see them. Well, but like the way it's... Never mind. I'm not in the mood to, <laughs> not in the mood to play today, so... <laughs> like, I know you're just joking. So, uh, Callie Gullickson did her last boot camp. Bike boot camp. Bike boot camp. <laughs> before maternity leave. Yeah, so it was specifically bike boot camp, right? Because she couldn't change her shoes. <laughs> She's like, it's getting too difficult to change her shoes because of her pregnancy belly. Sure. So she still will be teaching classes up until maternity leave, but this is the last live bike boot camp. So just wanted to let people know that her time for maternity leave is coming up soon. So get those classes in with with Callie while you can. And then, of course, she'll be back and you get to do it all over again. So Peloton's been having some technical issues as of late. They have. It's been really weird. Like classes will like be they're supposed to start at X time. And then maybe 15 minutes later is when they actually start. Mm -hmm. Or they'll be like, just kidding. It's an hour from now. Well, last night, Cody was supposed to do like a, a special edition of XOXO to celebrate his four years at Peloton. And four? um yeah, that's what somebody told me. That I can't be right. I know that seems that seems young, doesn't it? Yeah, that seems too young. But that's what that's what I was told. I didn't I did not verify this behavior or God verify this information. Oh, my head. Um, but at any rate, uh, let's just say to celebrate his time at Peloton. OK, uh, maybe it's four years of doing XOXO. Maybe I, is that because yeah. that would be like the pandemic. He predates the pandemic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Maybe it's four years of XOXO. OK, that makes more sense. It does. Yeah, it does. At any rate, the whole point that I'm trying to get to is that the class never actually happened. Like he was on there and, and people couldn't get in and then it disappeared from the schedule and then another <laughs> class disappeared from the schedule. And then there were posts where people actually got into the class. There were two people in the class too they're just going back to the uh the dry erase board <laughs> yeah like back in the day kicking it old school so uh cody took to the ig to apologize and say that they were rescheduling and so it's going to happen it's all going to be okay but it is weird that they're having all these technical difficulties lately uh it's at least the third major issue with a live class lately that i am aware of i'm not saying that's all that has occurred but uh yeah been a problem yeah it sounds it i don't know what's going on over there hey how about points to me though for like knowing that, that cody's been there longer there's than four no years. way he's only been there four years yeah no that's a good <laughs> good catch babe i am on it man you, you are I am on it well one of us not needs on a bike be. but i'm on the information <laughs> yeah. peloton celebrity signings so we had a celebrity sighting in one of Toon Day's cl classes, a baseball player of some ilk. Yeah. So he is a New York Yankee and okay. his name is Aaron Judge. And I will just start off by saying thank you, Nikki, I for the details. We had all these details about who this guy is. And I was like, this has got Nikki written all over it. <laughs> 
is Nikki being like, don't don't look like an idiot about the sports stuff. Let me write it down for you. So here's what Nikki has to say about Aaron Judge. He is a right fielder and in 2022 set the American League record for most home runs in a single season at 62, breaking Roger Maris's 61 year old record. Also, he signed a nine year contract with the Yankees in 2022 for three hundred and sixty million dollars. And he does look huge in this photo. He yes, does? because he is six, seven and two hundred and eighty two freaking pounds. The girl next to him looks like a doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, holy cannoli. And he's the one on ginormous. the other side looks like an action figure. Yeah. Like yes. <laughs> even smaller. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. That's fun. And coming up after this, we're going to give you an insight into your next artist series. So stick around. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink. And it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, You know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. (laughs) (laughs) This generation's V8. Yes, I I do. Uh, But I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink drink. And it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year support supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clip out. That's drinkag1.com slash clip out. Check it out. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Peloton Artist Collaboration. By the time you hear this, it will have already occurred, but Timbaland is going live with Peloton on TikTok and telling us about that on Instagram. (laughs) Got to cross promote. And I will be commenting on it via Friendster. Yeah, well, we do know that there is a Timbaland. Is that how you say it? Timbaland? Timbaland. I always feel dumb saying I know. It. I always Timberland. Feel, I always feel dumb saying salt and pepper. Yeah. Like, I know that's what you're supposed to say. I but know. We I just, feel a hundred years old. It just doesn't come out right. So this morning we were talking about this for some odd reason. And <laughs> and you were like, I don't really remember for sure what he did. I was like, oh, he didn't he like do a bunch of songs with Justin Timberlake? And then. You were like, I think you're just getting the mix up because I they actually both, just looked at you. You're the one that you I have, just I just had have, raised eyebrows. They both have Timba in the name, <laughs> and I was like, I could be wrong. I don't know. And then, like later on a day, I looked it up, and it was like, oh yeah, he produced Crimea River and like his first like three or four records, like 
future sexy crazy cool whatever <laughs> and and uh and i was like all proud of myself for a minute i was like oh i'm still in touch with current music and then i realized that 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 song came out 22 years ago so for so, anyone who needed to be sad that that song yes, came out 22 years so ago if i have to know that pop music like justin timberlake is 22 years old <laughs> you need to know that too i feel like John Mulaney's got a joke where somebody asks him, like, how old are you? And he's like, how old am I? I was once on the phone with a blockbuster video. <laughs> That's how old I am. Uh, well, I just wanted to say that we do know that there is going to be an artist series. If you check overhead to the schedule, there are a, a crap ton of classes coming up that are all Timbaland. But... Um, we they haven't put out the official like here's the list so we're kind of waiting for that to do our official announcement but it is coming so uh, they were talking on TikTok all about wellness if you missed it of course you can just pop on over to TikTok and catch all the latest checking out the competition we have a new tread entering the marketplace Wahoo Kicker Run yes and. It's- this is this is pretty cool. It sounds interesting. Not interesting enough for me to do it, but uh, features hands free changes in pace. Yeah. Um, and I did not read how this works. I just saw that it's hands free, but I don't oh, understand what it, like, how it knows, what it, yeah. what it knows. Like, yeah. is, are, is it from there's a tablet attached to it? So is it from the tablet and it's there? programming is it you can hook it up to anything like right. there's there's questions i have that i did not take the time to read this today thing looks small it does look small but then again mine is a beast because i have the plus and it's jai freaking enormous yeah. not all treadmills are that big it's also kind of hard to tell since you don't have any like anything around it to give scale for sure but it just looks like the the base doesn't look that long compared to it the rest not. of it so. it does not I, I do agree. Priced at five thousand dollars. I will say those look like those look like some slats up there. Yeah. Yeah. Responsive surface for natural energy return to help propel runners forward at a normal outdoor pace. So their- it says with run free mode, a high speed motor reacts in milliseconds to the runner's position on the running surface, allowing natural pace changes without touching the control. So I guess you control how fast you run by running. Well, I am intrigued. Yeah. I am intrigued. Uh, it's been a while since I've been intrigued enough to even say I'm intrigued <laughs> for a treadmill. Yes. So, so yeah, you know, it, sound, it sounds interesting. It does Again, sound interesting. Just to be clear, not interesting enough for me to do it, but interesting. Yeah. yeah. New content. This is the part of the show where we give you the TCO top five. We reach out to you and ask for your favorite classes. Wait, wait, wait. What I do? We didn't do the second bingo. Oh, bingo. <laughs> B19. The second bingo call out for this week is Leanne Hainsby. You get that? Because we did Ben. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't think that's a coincidence. Oh, well, these things happen. So now if you join the Patreon, when we call out the third bingo, you'll know all about their thruple. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at that name and I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we don't get any 
That's not actually true. Any letters We're from their attorneys? <laughs> this is, and that joke came from me, the one who knows nothing. So if you're like, they know things, this could be a secret thing. Like Crystal knows things. I don't know things. I don't tell Tom. No. Why would I tell so, Tom? Yeah. So like, I don't know things. So like, you cannot read in anything to anything I say because I know nothing. <laughs> it took me seven years of this to know that Cody's been here for more than four years. <laughs> like that's. That's it. Yeah. If I was using my brain at all today, I would have been like, well, Cody's been here since I've been here. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I thought he'd been here a lot of weeks, but I don't know. So, okay. The TCO Top 5. We ask you what your favorite classes are. We compile them and then yell them back at you. And uh, and then you can um, maybe learn some new stuff that sounds interesting to you without scrolling forever before you take a class. <laughs> well, the first one is a favorite Peloton core strength, and it comes from Helper B. Nikki. Ooh, button the line saying, talk about my stuff. <laughs> well, this class is a Rebecca Kennedy class. It's a five-minute core strength from November of 24. And I'm sorry, November 24th of 23. I'll try that again. I was like, no, what? Is yeah, that? I know. It's from the future. <laughs> uh, Nikki says that it's all on the floor and it's so spicy. It's very accessible to all levels, but by no means is it easy. If your abs aren't burning by three minutes in, you're doing it wrong. I don't think I've ever repeated a Peloton class as much as I repeat this one. I appreciate that. Okay, Rebecca from the future. What is the stock price at? <laughs> Number two, your favorite Peloton back-to-back comeback rides. Okay, so we've got a January 23rd 20-minute 20 80s ride, and we have a 20-minute 90s rock ride oh. with Jen Sherman. Now, these these were taped at the same time, and our listeners loved both. So, Helper B. Darcy made a call. We're doing them both. Okay. All right, so... Uh, Kim Mount, also known as Rise and Sparkle, uh, she this was right after Jen returned. This is one of her first classes back for her first class back, rather. And she said, JSS can't coming back rides were my fave Af- after having to fight back after surgeries for cancer multiple times this year. Oh, my God, Kim. Jeez. Yeah. Coming back is hard even when it's all you want to do. So I loved those and her honesty about coming back. And Karen Allen Reddy agreed and said Jen Sherman's 20 minute rides were so inspiring, knowing how humbling comebacks can be after surgery. She was so relatable. That's amazing. You guys are so cool. That's a very good point. Coming back is hard. Okay, number three, your favorite Peloton artist series ride. Okay, everyone is raving about this class, the 30-minute pink ride with Robin Arzon. Also, if you look closely, Tom is in this class. No. (laughs) I do not think that guy looks like me. He's bald and has a goatee. He does. Danielle, I know you're listening, and it does. I agree with Danielle. Uh, Linda Hawk said that it's so good she'd already taken it twice. Robin's pink ride was amazing. She was motivational and talked about how Pink's music spoke to her and helped her through some tough times. The class plan synced with the music perfectly, too. She's taken it twice. Uh, Jennifer Robinson said, agree on Robin's. Robin has so many words of wisdom, but the end hit me. I'm trying to become who I needed me to be when I was growing up. That is nice. Okay, number four, your favorite Peloton hike. (laughs) And the first ever 60-minute hike. This took place on January 27th. It was with Rebecca Kennedy. And uh, Sonia said, Sonia Norman said that the... Hikes are her favorite trek classes, and she's so glad we finally got a 60-minute one. Hope they do more. And Amanda Van Buren added that the playlist was awesome and loved Rebecca's positivity. I hope they do more. I have no idea what that that symbol was. What is that? An okay? 
Is that an okay? Yeah. I think I need my spectacles. <laughs> do you want to borrow mine? <laughs> no. Borrow my readers? I do not. Okay, number five, your favorite Peloton unstackable ride. All right, here we go. This was a 90, 90s rock ride, 30 minutes with Emma Lovewell. And uh, this came from Dwayne Pearson. And uh, he said that it's relative, right? Like he knows, mm-hmm. he he said this, this might have been stackable in his 20s, but unstackable <laughs> in his 50s. And uh, this particular class made him feel young again. Then he was exhausted as he was moving as if he was 20 years old, but he's 50. So he's tired out. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, lots of new stuff on the This Week at Peloton. Yeah. um, So just make sure you mark your calendars. February 3rd, that's going to be the next 120-minute Power Zone Endurance Ride with Matt Wilpers. People have been so excited about those. Once a quarter. Uh, And then we have the Club Bangers with Alex Toussaint. uh, And then that was a run, Club Bangers run. Uh, And we also have new gym plans that are dropping. And we have a new prenatal core program for new moms and uh that one has some some new instructors with it too so i think uh that's well we think that it, it's going to and then we have trance music rides with eric and charlotte as well that's pretty cool rebecca kennedy has announced a new four-day split training thing so here's the deal okay uh normally these are either programs or they are collections this is neither That's why we are calling it out Uh, because she specifically designed it so that you could take them whenever you wanted. You didn't have to like a program. You have to follow Peloton's timeline. Right. If you do a collection, then you could do a collection. But then it's like small. And if we wanted to see it in a collection, we're going to have to ask Peloton. Hey, put this in a collection specifically for this. Gotcha. So uh, she she has four classes coming. The first class has dropped. It was a upper body from January 24th, I believe. Uh, The rest of them are coming, but they're all going to be dropping by February 14th at the latest. We will update our article with all four of those classes. You're going to have two upper body days, a full body day, and you're going to have a lower body day. These are all about lifting heavy, and we need that, ladies. We need that. So this is awesome, and I am so glad that Rebecca is doing that. If you're taking her current five-day split, she recommends doing the five-day split and combining it right Right after, go right into the four-day split. It's a great one-two punch for you. The London Calling 2024 dates have been announced. They have, but they added um, more details. Like So we know that it's going to be uh, now, stop right there, wait, right there, March 30th, June 29th, October 5th, and November 30th. So we think we're going to see a lot more, like, panels and things like that and that they already had a lot of that stuff but we think that's going to be even bigger this year all about the german community and finally we have a new you can row boot camp program yeah you might have seen last week that i posted a tiktok video and everywhere else video that katie wong had a like surprise that she was bringing into everybody last friday well, we had a lot of guesses as to what it was going to be. We thought it might be strength since Callie's going to be going out on maternity leave soon. But it was a You Can Row boot camp. The cool, interesting part of this is she has guest instructors coming in to do the strength in between the rowing. Oh, so cool. she's doing the rowing and then somebody else will come in like Jess Sims. I don't know if it's for sure working that way with Rad and Adrian, but I believe that it is. That's the last I saw. They should have um, had Callie do that. She doesn't have to change her shoes. <laughs> Well, I think she is. Oh, yeah, it's, I think go. it's already been filmed. Ah. So <laughs> she can just do the strength part. 
Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have one birthday this week, not from a current Peloton instructor, but from a former Peloton instructor uh, that generated quite a bit of news on his way out the door. But it is Daniel McKenna's birthday on February 4th. So if you're a fan, be sure and tell him happy birthday. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I saw this week that people were already telling him happy birthday. So I don't know if we got the date wrong or they got the date wrong. Somebody already said happy birthday to him. So don't know. Maybe they just want to be first. I mean, that's possible. That could be. And coming up after this, we have our interview of the week with Billy Lenore. He's lost a ton of weight with gastric bypass surgery, and he's going to tell us all about about it and how he incorporates Peloton on his continuing weight loss journey. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. So I don't know how to start <laughs> this intro because I always say joining us via the magic of ZoomTube. But for only the second time ever, ever, we have an in-studio guest. So joining us via the magic of reality. <laughs> well, an airplane brought him here. Okay. Maybe. By the magic of flight? I don't know. And Billy car. Lenore. Hey, Hi. Hi. And car. Yeah. yeah. Car, and car too. Car. Hey, guys. Hi. It's I'm, been a while since we've had you on the show. Do you know what number you are? 40-something? Dang. Ooh, that was early in. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, that's... and just thought I knew what my life was doing at that time, and obviously I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, like I tell people all the time, the one thing that you know for sure that's going to happen is you're going to get thrown a curveball. So you were in town for work, but you've had some changes in your fitness journey, and so we thought we'd just talk to you about what you've been going through. Yeah. I mean, when I was on with you guys, I had lost quite a bit of weight, but then my health took like a massive turn over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. Has it been, I guess, a couple yeah, of years? It has. Yeah. And the weight came back and a ton more came back on. And I just went through just like two and a half years of just back to back to back to back to back, literally just all kinds of stuff from like a car wreck and two surgeries to nasal surgery to high blood pressure to I need some immunity stuff done to my blood to get my boosters back and everything like that. So it's just been crazy. And then March of last year, I couldn't get everything back on track. So I ended up having gastric sleep surgery and I've dropped over 130 pounds since last March. I mean, wow. you, guys, you guys have watched me melt away. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. It, it's, it wasn't that long ago we saw you in person and you already look like you've lost a lot since then. I have. I don't even know how much. That was what, December? It's been a couple of months. Okay. Yeah, because it was, we'd already been to London, right? I have no idea. The Everything's been a blur. It's, it's all a blur. <laughs> Did we bore you with London stories? <laughs> mm, I think you guys were getting ready to go. Okay. okay. If, we, if we didn't bore you with London stories, then we obviously hadn't been there yet. <laughs> so it was probably November then. That yeah. would have been November. Sounds right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So... Tell us about that. What was it like making the decision to get the gastric sleeve surgery? Because I know there's different kinds you can get. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know, but I work in GI and pulmonary with a lot of doctors. So I've had the unique experience of talking to doctors all over the country about, you know, about this surgery, getting the ins and outs of what works, what doesn't work, the good, the bad, the ugly. And there was nothing negative about it whatsoever. It was just your life will change a whole lot. You need to be aware that it's going to change a whole lot. Like everything, it's like hitting a, a reset button on your entire body. 
So I really had the opportunity to really do my a lot more homework than most people probably get to. So I went into this 100% going, I know what I'm getting into. I know what's going to happen. I know what the post, post-surgical life is supposed to look like. Been through it, obviously, but I had a really good friend of mine that had already been through it about 12, 15 months earlier. So he was my coach through the whole thing. So I just did all my homework. I made sure because this is it's a major surgery. It's life-changing. So I made sure that I knew going into this that I was going to do it and I was determined to do it because there's no, oh, I changed my mind. Can right. you go back yeah. and fix what you <laughs> yeah. did? It's like, there's no going back. Yeah. So. so is it normal in the process to have like a coach, someone else has been through it? Or is that just you were fortunate enough to know somebody? So most surgeons will have support groups of some sort, uh-huh. whether it's Facebook or they'll have like nutritionists and stuff that you're assigned, but you don't usually have like a quote unquote coach. This just happened to be a good friend of mine that gotcha. had it done. Yeah. So I more just a friend than a coach, but he's been my go-to for everything. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm just curious, you hear so much about the weight loss drugs right now and see lots of people having great success with those. What made you opt for surgery that's you know more invasive than trying something like that first? I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just curious what makes someone land in one spot versus the other. For me, the drugs out there are more of a possible quick fix or a possible temporary fix because mm-hmm. what happens when you come off of those? It's just like when you get on a diet plan that works or an eating plan that works, you have to be able to sustain that. You have to be able to come off of those things and still adapt and still learn how to manage your eating, manage your fitness levels, manage everything. With the surgery, it forces you into that new bubble. It forces you into this is what you are dealing with now. This is what you live every day. There's no going out of it. There's like physical consequences if you try to go out of that. So for me, it was, look, if I'm going to do this, I've tried every diet plan out there. I've tried every food plan I can think of out there. I've tried all these different things. If I'm getting a shot or a pill, I eventually am going to have to come off that. That's not sustainable for life. What if the body develops an immunity to it? Then what happens? You know, if you come off that, and your body feels completely different and the eating and the cravings and everything come back in six months, I'm back to where I started or worse Right. with mm-hmm. the surgery. There's not really any going back. There's ways to undo this over time. But my mindset is if I'm in a structure that I have to stick to and I can't get out of, and I know that sounds, sounds kind of weird, <laughs> but if I'm in a structure plan that there's like no room to go over here and screw it up. You have to stick to it. Yeah. I thrive in that. And you guys have seen it. I've literally thrived. Yeah. My my surgeon, my nutritionists are like, people have changes, but holy crap, you've had like massive changes. Well, I got to think some of that is because you didn't just get the surgery. You're still exercising and working out all the time. Yeah. I think that has a big factor in all of these things, whether it's the taking a pill or it's doing the surgery. If you're not doing those things and you lose all the weight over time, your metabolism is still going to shift. And if so, if you're not keeping up with the exercise and keeping up with building muscle, which I know is something you're really working hard on, that makes a huge difference in how you age to have that muscle. And so I think that's great that you're doing that. 
Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing about it is I love lifting more than anything and even more than Peloton. <gasps> Gasp. I know. <laughs> but but well, I, thanks for joining us. <laughs> um, that's my cue to exit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll just use this one on the superset. Because <laughs> you also have a tunnel, right? That's right. I do have a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, you know, that's the cool thing about it is because it's such a reset on every aspect and you can't work out for several weeks and you can't like do really anything for several weeks because I love lifting so much. I've built the strongest core I've ever had. My muscle tone is like the most amazing I've ever had because I basically started from ground zero because after six or eight weeks, it's like, Oh, you can lift like up to five pounds and you're like (laughs) five pounds. Yay. But, but it's crazy that five pounds I was sore. Right. Like six or eight weeks off, even five pounds, I was sore. But my like, body. Five pounds, how am I supposed to pee? Am I right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been life changing. It's been life saving. I mean, I was 372 pounds going into that surgery. My weight was still going the wrong direction. I don't know that I'm here without that. I don't know what kind of other health problems that I already don't have. I don't know what else is piled on. For people who may not know, can you explain just at a very high level what the gastric sleeve surgery is? Yeah, the highest level basically is they go in and they cut the majority of your stomach out. Okay. And then they stitch it up and you literally, and and I'm not exaggerating, your stomach literally will hold only about four ounces of food or liquid at a time. And there's so many rules around post-surgical you want me to go into yeah, that too? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I yeah. Wanted yeah. To talk, I, the soda thing is just fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, so, so soda, first of all, can't have soda. Carbonation, that's gas. I'm it looks, out. It, you know, Tom's out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. But, you know, like a lot of things that you guys would never think about. So if the three of us, well, the three of us went out to eat and you mm-hmm. guys saw this. For those of you listening, when you go out to eat now, you guys are no, are used to eating and drinking, eating and drinking the whole meal away. I can't. I have to eat What I eventually figure out is about two to four ounces of food and then take a break. And then I have to wait for that to settle before I eat a little bit more. And then I have to wait for that to settle for a good 10 or 15 minutes before I can take a drink because your stomach is so small when that food dissolves or digest, it turns to liquid first in that what they call a pouch now instead of a stomach basically. And then that liquid will eventually go out. Well, if you put three or four ounces of food and that's turns to liquid. And then you try to add three or four ounces of drink of something like not backing up. It only yeah. goes one direction right. and that's not the direction you want it to go. No, that sounds un- so, unpleasant. So, yeah. It, so it, <laughs> so it, can you feel that it's okay to drink something or eat a little more, or is it just something that you kind of get a sense for the longer you're going through the process? So they warn you to take small bites and try to figure it out kind of on your own as to what is a little bit too much or what is, okay, I've got enough. So you learn over time, but it's very easy early on to have too much. Mm -hmm. And then when it's too much, it's not a good thing. Right. So the first couple of months, I came close a couple of times where I'm just like, Oh my God, don't anybody touch me. Don't anybody get near me. Like, are you okay? Shut up. Don't say a word to me. I just need think like, about baseball. I, I need 20 minutes to think about everything just going away. So, but you have to learn yeah. on your own. There's no way to say, 
okay, this many bites and you're good. Right. Just there's no dead set way on it. You talk about like it's only one way that it's coming back out, right? Is that medically a problem? Like not that anybody wants to throw up, but like if you had to, if it caused that, would that upset would the that surgery? Any sort of damage, damage or just? I mean, be did like... they warn you? Like well, under no circumstances. I think the only thing that I recall being told was just try not to for the first several weeks because okay. they've literally cut your stomach yeah. down to nothing and yeah. stitched it back up. You would think so, that that would be a pretty big. But you have to understand also the first like two weeks post-surgery, you're taking sips of water of water or protein drinks wow. of some sort. That's like all you're having for like two weeks is just sips. So what happens is I'm always like, yeah. what if, what happens if you're out cutting the grass and you're just really thirsty? Like you just, you can't quench your thirst. Like you just... You're going to do your four ounces and you just got to be thirsty until that or is it winds weird its way through the system? Now you're not thirsty. The thirst is a little bit different. It hits differently. You get to the point where you're like, my God, I'm really thirsty. You still get to that point, just like non-surgical people. But that's why I carry <laughs> this with me everywhere because I'm taking small sips and you're supposed to be taking small sips like every 15 minutes or so yeah. throughout the day to try to make sure you get enough water. I can tell you that I don't think I've ever hit my water goal in a day. Right. Yeah, that would be hard. It, it's just too hard. And plus, when you're working and you're busy, you yeah. don't always have time to stop. And then before you know, it's been an hour or two. So I don't know that I've ever hit my water goal, but that's the goal is to try to get a couple of sips in every 15 or so minutes to try to stay plenty hydrated, but I've never been to a point where I wasn't hydrated enough, but yeah. I've been thirsty. And you feel like you should drink anymore because it would be problematic. Well, after you drink a little bit, mm -hmm. you can feel it going down and yeah. you can feel it in your stomach right away to where you're like, okay, I know there's water in there and I don't care if I'm thirsty or not. I know I'm not drinking another drop because I know what's, what's I know next? how I'm going to feel you're or I know what. You're going to end up thirstier. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it's it's crazy. I mean, there's so much that goes into this pre and post. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just curious, you know, we've talked a little bit offline, so I, I kind of know some of your thoughts about it, but I'm curious how much you want to share with people about like your own personal feelings about like sharing this with people, because I know there's like a stigma around doing the surgery or taking the pills like people have strong opinions about these things and they're not always encouraging <laughs> yeah when i went into this if you'd asked me a year and a half two years ago would i ever consider this i'd have been like no absolutely not that's a cheating way that's an easy way out that's a coward way out i'm not going to judge you for doing that but it's almost like you get that i'm too good for that right. i'm going to do it the natural way i'm not taking those shortcuts but eventually I kind of digested all that, all those thoughts and processed them and went, you know what? It's like depression. It's like anxiety. It's like high blood pressure. It's like anything. Everybody needs help for something. And you get to a point where enough's enough. I literally need help to get past whatever. Right. And my weight, like I said, was 372. And I was just like, I did great for a couple of years, but then I had that two and a half years of just slam after one after another surgery and health issue and surgery and health issue. And I finally got to the point where it was like, 
this is about saving my life. Yeah. This is not a coward's way out. This is, I literally cannot mentally stay in the mindset that some people can for the eating, for the doing this and doing that. And so that's what kind of got to that point. It's just like telling myself, you're not cheating. You're not taking the easy way out, dude. You're doing what you have to do to fix your life. Who cares what anybody thinks? And if anybody has anything negative to say about it, then you can just move along right. in the nicest way, the non-Tom <laughs> way to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, screw you, go away. I, yeah. I don't need that kind of negativity. So yeah. we've talked to enough people that have done this or know people in our personal lives who have done it that it's like, it is not easy. It's not. No. Like not. it's, it's uh, you're all in, right? Like you said, there's no going back. And so not only is it a surgical procedure, but like if you're wrong, it don't matter. This is what you're doing. Yeah. That's the part that that would scare me the most about something like this. You were saying it's not the easy way out. Yeah. That like there's a lot of people that struggle with this. And right. We've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. If you do that, there's no going back. That's what would scare me the most about a procedure like this is the idea of like if I get there and I don't like it, I can't go home. Well, and you also said there's a lot of pre and a lot of post that you got to do. Yeah. So. Like I said, I was fortunate that I work in GI and pulmonary, so I could ask many, many doctors at many different places I go about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And really, the only negative thing that was ever said was, if you don't stay up on your vitamins and stuff and feed yourself healthier stuff, then you could develop some kind of malnutrition possibility really easily. But the pre-stuff, you not only have to talk to someone about the nutritionist and making sure that, that you understand what's coming pre and post and everything. But you also have to talk to a psychologist because they want to make sure that mentally right. you're all there and you understand because if you have issues with anxiety or mental issues, or if you have just like this really, really bad obsession with overeating and things like that, you have to understand that your world is about to be completely flipped upside down. Right. But at the same time, as challenging as it is, there's a chemical and I think it's pronounced Gerlin or Gerline, something like that. Gerlin. Gerlin. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Your normal stomachs produce. Ghrelin. That's what it is. Ghrelin. 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 Thank you. Yeah. But your stomachs produce it. And that's what feeds the cravings and you talk to your brain. It's like, oh, you want more of that candy. You want more of that cake. You want another bacon double cheeseburger. You want more <laughs> chicken nuggets, chicken yeah. tenders, <laughs> you know, orange Julius. Oh, my God. <laughs> but when your stomach is cut down to like mine, that chemical can't produce anymore. So I literally have had zero cravings for anything. Wow. That's fascinating. Because that was my next thought is like, but don't you still want it? Like, no. I, like I would feel like it would be like, oh, if I eat this. If I go to Disney and get a Dole Whip, it's going to make me sick. But so you don't even have the desire to eat it. No, I've been next to my family and they're eating ice cream or cake or something. And they're like, you want to bite? I'm like, no. In fact, I'll take it a step further and tell you that my mental state has flipped so much that I'm almost I'm partially afraid to eat anything bad again because I fear that old me going back to where I came from, right. which is not as easily done now. For sure, It would yeah. take several months, if not a year plus to get back to that. And I'd have to really try to get back to that. Right. But I never want to go back there. But yeah, the cravings, zero, nada. 
Wow. wow. That's fascinating. It it's is. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it feels very freeing. It does. It yeah. does. Because now being what, 10 months, I guess, post-surgery or something like that. I think I'm like 10 months now post-surgery. My menu is basically, it's basically anything I want now, but I've got my goals, you know, with my whole program that I, with my workout program and doing it, everything else that I'm doing that I'm really trying to keep my menu small still. And then eventually I'll get to that point where it's like, okay, now I can kind of loosen it up a little bit. But right now I'm still in my little bubble of what I want. So it's great. So will that increase over time how much food you can eat? Or is that a sign that you're going back the wrong direction? They say that if you eat the small portions and don't try to push the limits of how much you eat, that your stomach will stay the same size for the most part. Mm -hmm. But if I constantly am pounding food in there and trying to maximize how much I eat, you can expand that stomach over time. So it will get a little bigger right. and a little bigger. Now, how much you can expand a stomach again? I don't know. Not that I ever want to yeah, find out. Not, yeah. not trying. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that can happen to some people is that it can expand over time and you can put back on, I don't know how much weight, but yeah. I don't want to find out. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So does that change the way your family interacts with food? Or they're just kind of like, whatever, we're going to do what we've always done. Or have they been like inspired to change anything or? The daughters? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My youngest? No. But my wife has been getting, been watching what's happened. And so she's really been trying to get into shape and get a little, get more on board. And she's been doing really wonderful too. So I think it's had an effect on her too. But early on it was, oh, well, we can't go eat this or we can't go do that because you're doing this. And I'm like, no, you guys keep doing what you want. I don't care. I've yeah. got my own menu. I couldn't cook what I want. Right. And y'all do whatever, you know, it's like, you don't want to get healthy like me. Then hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. So. No, but what a great attitude to have. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's different for men versus women, but I talk to a lot of people with my clients, you know, and Obviously, they're going through a different process, but a lot of times people are afraid to have different food than what their family has. Like they feel called out or like they're inconveniencing people like they don't want to be different than what everybody else is doing. It makes them very uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's just a my, being on the other side of this now. It, it Things look really different to me and I have different viewpoints. That to me is more of a, a personal mindset. Because if you have goals and you want to hit a certain goal or a certain set of goals, or if you're training for this or training for that, then what does it matter what anybody else does or what anybody else eats? If you are determined to hit that goal of whatever it is, then you've got to do what you got to do. And are you going to stick to it or are you just going to kind of go left and right off the path and eventually get there in a couple of years versus a few months? So it just becomes, it's all mental. A lot of it's mental. I don't want to say it's all mental, but a lot of it's mental of how bad do you really want to hit that goal? Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up, I'm just curious, has there been anything about this that has surprised you that you didn't expect? You know, I don't know if I'd call it a surprise or not. It's, I think I've been surprised at how much weight has come off already mm -hmm. because I knew it would take... I was thinking in a year I might lose a hundred, but to hit 130 at like nine months, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, just like, 
I know I've been killing it and I know I've been doing it really well, but that was just such a mental motivational boost for me. Cause it's like, okay. But now that I hit that, it's slowed down drastically. Sure. But at the same time with the new program I'm doing, and I showed Crystal a picture earlier today, in the last 30 days, I'd only dropped like a pound and a half. But it looks like so much more. But yeah. But the picture was like, my God, it looks like I probably dropped 15. So my body has now gone from dropping weight to shifting and just remorphing itself into different shapes and right. just really and cool stuff. That's the importance, I guess, of of exercising and not just letting the surgery itself do all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can have the surgery and they'll lose a hundred pounds in a year probably. Yeah. But you know what? It's the perfect opportunity to do both. Yeah. Reset the body with food and your mental state, but also build something healthy underneath there from the inside out. And it's the perfect combination to me, but not everybody does it. Well, just Last question. Is there anything we haven't asked you that you want to make sure people know? I just want to iterate what I said earlier. It's not a shortcut. It's not a cheat. It's not an easy way out. It's not anything negative. If you have to do something this, I hate to use the word drastic, but I mean, it is drastic. It's major surgery. If you have to do something like this, then you have to do what's right for you. When you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? Is it the person that you want to be? Forget what anyone else says about that. And in fact, I didn't say anything publicly for several months. I didn't say anything publicly for probably me six or seven months to hit the hundred pound weight loss mark. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell people I lost a hundred pounds because that's like amazing. But still to really this day, I haven't said a whole lot until recently because my gastric surgeon posted my pictures and it's like, well, now, you know, now everybody knows, but, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to do something like that, my recommendation is keep it private for a while Mm -hmm. or just keep it private till eventually someone figures it out if you want, or if you just tell your close circle, I told Crystal and you guys early on because you guys are my close friends, but don't be afraid to do whatever it takes to get your health in order because your family probably wants you around for a long time. I know mine do, you know, my oldest is married. Eventually she'll have a kid. Most of mine does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about 80%. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's my final thoughts is it's not a shortcut. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to do something to make sure you're around for many, many years. Absolutely. Well, well, we're proud of you. Yes, Thanks. absolutely. And before we let you go, remind everybody what your leaderboard name is. What is my leaderboard? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that drum guy. And on Instagram, that drum guy, 73. Gotcha. And oh, well, I was going to say where they can find you in the socials, but you just yeah. said it. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for flying all the way in <laughs> for this interview. I flew we, here just for just this. For this. Yes. Just for this. <laughs> we, we greatly appreciate He's going to give us a bill at the end. Yeah. <laughs> First class on the way home. <laughs> awesome. 
So I guess that brings this episode to a close until next week. Where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at clip out crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group and of course don't forget our patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and we like you just a little bit more so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running and rowing <laughs>